And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Welcome to the right reasons. I'm Juliette Lippman. And I'm David Jacoby. We're going to mix things up. We're going to get to Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to talk about Below Deck. Of course. But we got to talk about Hard Knocks. It's Honestly, you came to me this week and you're like, I... Never watched this show before. Guess what? It's really good. I love Hard Knocks. What have I? What have I been doing for the last ten years? This is the eleventh season. It doesn't make sense. It's like it's like <laughs> someone. It's like a sixteen-year-old a girl going to you and being like, "I just I just discovered Taylor Swift. She's amazing." <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? This is the penultimate reality show in terms of like storytelling and craftsmanship. It's also just perfect for me personally. Like it yes. combines so many things that I'm interested Let's in. Let's just hit a punch list. <laughs> reality television. Uh-huh. Professional athletes. Uh-huh. The quirks of professional athletes' personalities. Yep. Athletes out of uniform. Relationships. Relationship drama, friendship, and romantic. Workplace drama. Workplace drama. It's like Vanderpump Rules mixed with like NBA All-Star Weekend yeah. mixed with like a, a short film. It's everything that I like. And so, and then... You know, they have, like, the best player in the NFL on this team, J.J. Watt. Who's also really interesting and awesome. Yeah. Is he really interesting, though? Yes. He's interesting because he's the best player in the NFL. Okay, but he's, like, so normcore. Like, he should be hanging out with Nick. I like him. You just don't watch enough of the NFL to no, see I, what just, he does there. Morgangrayland.com. Like, yeah, it's been, like, it's, JJWatt.com like, uh, for four he's years. He's, like, the incredible Hulk. No, I, I get that. I understand. Like, it's he's an incredible athlete. And, like, in the first episode, he has, like, these, like, 1,000-pound tires that he, like, flips yeah, over. Throws around like donuts. And he was like, yeah, I thought I once did 15 in one day and I thought I would never best it. And then he did like 61 in one day. It's, yeah. in, it's insane. He's but so he's great. And then there's Vince Wilfork, who like, I, I, I knew about him, obviously, because yeah. he's him and his wife, famous couple. Mm-hmm. This week he wore um, cut off overalls and cowboy boots. But here's the thing is you, you, you show up for like J.J. Watt and Vince Wilfork, but you stay for like Jamal Charles oh, and yeah. Easy and, and Labhart, like these guys, these like, they sell you, a lot of the drama is based, it's training camp and NFL team, they start with 93, they have to get to 53, 95 to 53, so there's basically two or three rounds of cuts, so they, they really like, you know that J.J. Watt's going to make the team. Sure, J.J. You know I mean? Watt yeah, there's no and drama there. are here to stay. Yes, but like they sell you on these like four or five or six guys that right. are just sort of like bubble guys. And God, it's so hard to watch. The one, the one who's like the breakout star of the show, obviously, is Charles James II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how he goes as the second instead of junior, first of all. Yeah, I think I called him Jamal Charles. Different running back. But I, yeah, yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah, Charles James. <laughs> Charles James. Um, I do like the second over junior, too. Like That's like a strong move. Not a lot of people do that. It's a little you more dignified. Junior more dignified. is always a little bit like there's another You're guy like this, who is senior to right. me. You know what I mean? You get called like junior. It's like an improvement. It's like, yeah, I, I'm number two because I'm better. Like, I'm 2.0. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm the updated version of IOS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. And so he is a cornerback who also played running back for like one possession and yeah, scored a touchdown. For one possession, he ran like a 70 yard run <laughs> yeah. where he looked like Barry Sanders. Not and Bernie Sanders, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, important yes. distinction. Yes. And he just so happens to be best friend with Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. So, okay, a couple of things. First of all, immediately I Wikipedia all these people because they're all new to me because I don't know. Sure. Like, I know, like, you know the Odell major, Beckham Jr. Yeah, I know Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. I have. 
happened to have been watching that Giants game, even though I don't watch a lot of football. So I was like, I was like, oh, okay, I was there for your origin story. Cool. Sure. Um, I know, but like, I immediately looked up Charles James, and I was like, how are they best friends? Do they go to school together? Like, I just like, I need to know all the connections. And so Juliet loves relationships. Yeah, I just, just I of, love, any, of any type. I love them. Yes. I like romantic friendship. I love when people are like committed to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love it. I think it's so sweet. And so um, this week, Odell Beckham and Charles James mm-hmm. connect on their like Xboxes or whatever. Madden. To play Madden together. They play as their own teams. Also, Odell Beckham is on the cover of so Madden. So many questions. Was this a Madden-sponsored segment? Like, does, I mean, EA, yeah. in order for them to air it, like, they have to get the intellectual property. But I don't think it's just a trade. I think, does is cash exchanged between HBO and EA Sports? Or is it just, like, a handshake deal? I think it's a cash deal. I, you think so? I don't know. I mean, he just he happens to be on the cover. And you have to remember, they've got a full production crew in Houston. Right. So, okay. So, how do they set up this shoot? Like, on, on like, random up rules, when there's a phone call, it's, like, premeditated. Like, yes. you're calling, like, Kristen is calling Katie at 12 p.m. We'll have camera crews ready for both of them. Yes. The, and, like, the, and they're both part of the ongoing production. This was, like, an Odell Beckham cameo. Like, he just, like, It was clearly up. booked ahead of time, much like a Vanderpump yeah, Rules one. Yeah, had to have because been. Because you have to remember, also, Odell Beckham is probably, like, you know, not too far from East Rutherford. So he's, like, a quick hop, you know, 20, 40-minute drive from New York. So there's plenty of sure. people that can send to shoot. And, right. Like, get, and I'm sure they're editing the show in New York. So it's not, like... But like, does it's not Odell technically Beckham, that hard. Does he need permission from the Giants to be on the show? Probably someone from PR is looped in. Or someone from EA, you know what I mean, could go that way. It's also off time, clearly. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think – it's just like a, another media thing. But that's like another thing. thing that amazes me about the show is it, the turnaround is so fast. Like, this, like, the stuff that you're seeing on the show happened like 10 days ago. I spend the entire time looking in the background for blunt guts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I'm just like, is there like a Dutch Master box somewhere in the corner? You know what I mean? That's all I do is look in the background of these guys' homes. Well, I do think there must be some kind of like preparation. Like one of the things I really like about the show. Wait, first of all, there's so many things I want to talk about, but I love the coach, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is the greatest. I love him. He's, it's so you watching the show. Like you really realize what a unique human being it takes to be an NFL head coach. Yeah. Like you have to like. The you have to so complicated. You have to be a psychiatrist. You have to be socially so adept. You have to be a motivator and a leader. You also have to be like a super X's and O's nerd. You have to be like a savant. Yes, it's and you and be able to do all of those things. Like I mean, this is like a, a super cliche thing to say, but I'm just gonna say it. Like computer programmers aren't always the best public speakers. You right. know what I mean? But like for a, a, this particular like profession, you have to be all of those things. There's so many things you have to keep track of, like plays and like. All the special teams, then like just like your personnel. Like he yeah. knew all the guys he was cutting. He yes, was like all of them. He like had like a personal anecdote. By the way, I fast forwarded through a lot of that because it was too painful. No, I was too. I was like, this is too sad. Like these guys' lives, like their whole life, all they yes. want is well, a professional athlete. People that don't watch the show, like a lot of the most emotional stuff is is basically like watching a twenty four year old have their dreams crushed yeah. in like an office by a guy wearing mesh shorts. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so like so sad. Yeah, and there, you know, it's always sad. the same speech. The thing about it, though, is it's not like, like I always imagine when I get fired, I won't see it coming. You right. know what I mean? But like, they know that like, oh, you have to go to coach's office at like twelve fifteen, and yeah. they know they know they have an idea of where they are. Much like the Bachelor, you know what sure. I mean? Like, they know whether or not they're going to be cut at the rose ceremony. Right. So like, they it's this like it's this walk of death. They like have to sort of like wade their way into their own drowning. It's so sad. It's so sad. So like, I would like I would start watching like each 
like you know Bill O'Brien telling mm-hmm. them, and then I would like fast forward to the next guy. I was like, it was too, it was too upset, it's too upsetting. Lot. I felt really bad for them. Like their your whole life, like you just do this one thing, and then you are on the precipice of making it, and the last minute you get cut. Do you want to talk about some relationships on the team between yes. some of the guys? Yes, I would love to. What about Travis Labhart and Easy? <laughs> okay, both bubble guys. Both bubble guys went to A and M together, right? Together became friends. You know what I mean? Apparently, they're like an old married couple, and they, yes. they do. I bigger. always love a really strong multi-culty relationship. You know what I mean? Like it's always really good, and you could tell they were like you could tell they were actual real friends. Just yeah. something about how casual and easily they hung out with each other. So Labhart and his wife are fishing on a dock at like a swimming hole in Texas. Does Houston have like, swimming holes? Like I don't yeah, know anything. Man. They're about all Houston. outside. Like, they're not in downtown Houston. I think the practice facility for most of these, just like they are for the New York teams, are not. They're not like you know on thirty fourth and eighth. I, mean? I remember the time that um, Chandler Parsons came here. He said that him and Jeremy Lin lived in the same building in Houston, and I wonder if like a lot of the, they all like live. In the same I place. think so because it's a lot of rentals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you sign like a two year deal, especially if you're one of these guys. Right. Like, I don't know where they live. They get put up during training camp. Yeah, they they're at the, the Holiday like, Inn. Hotel, yeah. Which is going to get old after a while. Sucks. Like a month and a half at the Holiday Inn. It's, like, you know, it's not even like a Ritz. And you have a roommate. Like, I know. it's just a tough life. You I know. know what what I mean? if you hate your roommate? Yeah, of I course. Guess, they I, have to hate their roommate. They have to, right? Yeah, yeah. There's so many things I want to talk about. Keep going. Let's go with this, though. <laughs> so they go to this thing, and like you can tell that Easy's like, not really an f- experienced fisherman. Like yeah. The wife pulls a fish out, and he gets all scared and stuff. It was just so great. And they go to a rope swing. Like There's just something about like a Texas swimming hole where you're fishing with an old friend and his wife, and you're doing a rope swing with your buddies. It just seems so it's fun just, and relaxing. God, that's just like a perfect summer afternoon. And you know I, what I mean? Totally. I loved and it. Labhart was like, really obviously not going to make the team. Yes. And so I was really happy he had his friend and his wife with him for like, mm-hmm. com- you know, to comfort him because I just felt really bad for There's him. something about like him and his wife just like talking about what's next. I know. After getting fired. You know what I because mean? Because your whole life is oriented towards doing one thing. And like yes. when you marry a football player, you're like, yeah, I'm going to be a football wife. Like he's not going to be home all the time. Like mm-hmm. all- you just kind of prepare for a certain lifestyle and then someone just tells you it's over. It's so sad. I just yeah. made me feel really bad. Um, but <laughs> Are you going to cry? I'm kind of close to it. Are you going to cry? You know how I make you sing on this show? Like, I'm going to make you cry somehow. No, please don't. Um, It was like they had like an off day where they got to leave the Holiday Inn. I really liked seeing the guys go home to their respective houses and whatnot Mm. to like see how much they had decorated. And like there's a big difference between like DeAndre Hopkins choosing to live in like a a modern loft downtown and like, you know, Vince Wilfork going home to his like – Mansion, mansion far out fam- of town, yeah, forty minutes, in, like in a different county. He's like tons of people living with him. His wife's there to cook for him. It's yeah. just like interesting. I love seeing their lifestyles. And another thing I really love is I love seeing them in their casual athlete wear, like not like what they wear when they do cameras around, but mm. like they're like really baggy mesh shorts, their socks, the sandals. And their sandals. They, I was watching this show, and I God, I, I, all of my New York friends would be like, "Jacoby, we're divorced." Is I was like. I really need to buy some sandals. Like, those look really comfortable. <laughs> and every New Yorker listening to this knows it's just, like, not even on the table. Right. Like, only to shower in. Showers are the only place yeah, that sort like of, like... walk around at home. A, yes, a plastic sandal is acceptable. Even then, there's no reason to have them in the closet so you can walk around at home. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But I was like, that just seems, like, so airy on your feet. Like, I've got sweaty feet. You know what I mean? It just seems like, you know, I'm not going far. Like, why not get just, like, a little plastic throwaway thing of sandals? And I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, man, you have changed. <laughs> Well, I think it's a good idea. Also, I was in a, like, hip sneaker shoe store in um, Little Tokyo over the weekend, and they had a whole table of men, like, plastic sandals. Yeah. So, like, apparently that's, like, a look. But it just feels – one thing is, is uh, um, 
whenever I get home, the first thing I do is put on comfortable clothing. Sure. You know what I mean? I hate wearing these jeans right now. Like, they just feel <laughs> weird, you know? And it just seemed like these guys, they have no reason to not wear super comfortable clothing all the time. Right. And they're outfitted with, like, performance wear Nike stuff. Like, yeah. the top-of-the-line performance you get the best wear. Stuff. It feels so good. Also, I like monogram stuff. So, if I was, like, a top-tier athlete, I would insist on wearing my own. Like, if I was Chris Paul, I would never go out not wearing a CP3 shirt. Really? Yeah. Like, I love monogram stuff. I don't like it when the logo's too big. Like, I can go with, like, a little, like, breastplate logo, but when the whole, like, front of your shirt is your name. Mm, I think I think I've mentioned this before. I think Roger Federer has the best personal logo in all of sports. Really? I love I it. I think Tiger Woods is probably the best. The TW, it's just like it's just the brand. The brand's a little a little damaged. I know, but it's like, a good it's a good wearing, personal logo. Are we still wearing red on Sundays? I don't yeah, know about yeah, that. Who knows? <laughs> um, another thing I also really enjoy is like everyone kind of like going to JJ Watt for like tips and like kind of like yeah. kind of, like affirmation validation. When he was like saying how he goes to sleep at eight thirty, and the guy was like, "Okay, and that was easy." He was like, "Okay, yeah. interesting. Like maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll start." And he handles it well because it's always kind of like with a little like wink, wink, like like f you. You know yeah. what I mean? He's he seems like a good guy. I like him. Yeah. I like him a lot. He seems like a cool dude. I think one thing not to be slept on is like I think we all have this kind of passion for the show. We talk about the relationships and the storylines, but the actual like production value, like the way it oh, is shot, so well the way it's scored, the way it is voiced, the way it's turned around so quickly, it's unlike any other reality show. I guess it's not because 24-7 is, is very similar. HBO does these shows really, really well. If you watch Vanderpump Rules and then you watch <coughs> Hard Knocks, you will see that there, no, this, no is, this is the same genre, like the same level of workplace drama storytelling but it's just like it's like it's like LeBron James and like high school basketball yeah it's amazing you know? and the narration is so good yeah. and also I feel like they treat um the product and the players and like everyone on the show with a lot of like respect and dignity like they take everyone's story seriously yes they don't there's no one who's like like they, you know, Vince Wilfork is funny because that's his personality. Like they yeah. don't like try to like crap. Doesn't feel expletive at all. No, not at all. Um, but like I have so many questions of how it's made. Like if you are the if you are the Texans, like why do you agree to this? Like I mean, they've obviously gotten Here's, a lot of teams to do it. Look at yourself right now and ask yourself that question again. I I know it's like you're invested in like twenty of the guys that are wearing to watch Texans the uniforms. Stupid team now. Like do I need to like pay attention to football? Well, it's so good with football specifically because. The They're helmets kind of and like yeah. the helmets and the body armor and like they are just sort of like these violent robots. But then when you see the guys in the locker room and you kind of get to know their families and like them playing Madden with their friends across the country, you're like, oh, like these guys are like guys. You I know? really like Lyndon Trail. He's a rookie. Yep. I really hope he makes the team. Yep. He's like, Good he's luck like with sweet that. girlfriend. Uh, shout out to him. Um Another thing that was really great this week was that um, Charles James II is like mm-hmm. is like at their preseason game against the Saints. Aaron Andrews comes over to him and is like, "I've loved watching you on the show. Like, I'm a really big fan now. It's really cool to like see them like confront the the show and at the same at the same time the show is going on. I don't yes. know. Like, it's just it's so well done. The the execution of it is really and wonderful. Just like don't sleep on this. Like, just the music. Yeah. Like, just the music. It's like, like, like scored like, the sirens, like a movie. Yeah. It's scored like a it's movie. Cinematic. Yeah, and, and and like that is so much better than like the like production tracks that you hear on like all the other yeah. reality TV shows. It makes a big difference. And also like something happens on Friday, you see it on Sunday, chopped into the show like not chunky at all. Like right. really well woven into like the storytelling. It's really it's really good. It's amazing to me how comfortable they seem to be in front of like with the cameras around, but I guess they're just used to that. Like as someone who's been playing sports like your whole life, yeah. like you're just like used to that attention. And also if you're trying to make the team like hey 
I'm not comfortable under pressure situations when there's cameras pointed at me. Right, then you, like, know, okay. you know what I mean? Bye. Like I can't handle myself in front of the media. You know what I mean? Like no. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to portray that. I just. I'm like, do I go back and watch previous seasons? Is that weird? I'm really into the show. That is weird. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't have the time for that. You don't. Even, there's hours and hours and hours of, of stale storylines. But it is like, here's one thing I thought about it, and we'll move on shortly, is I was like, you know what? This is how you do a job interview. Yeah. Like, have people, like, in real-world situations for three or four weeks, like, living in a hotel, you really know whether or not you want to hire that person. Right. Because sometimes it's like you're in a hiring position. You sit down with somebody for 45 minutes and look at their resume. You're like, yeah, sure. Right. And I'll then work you're with like, them forever. Yeah. Huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, there's only so much of a... Of a in a, of a pressure you can get somebody in, in that sort of environment just talking about doing stuff but then like I was watching them evaluate like these guys are doing the things that they would be asked to do in very similar situations against right. very similar competition right and like you can't even like exp- like if as a you know football so, so strategic if you can't like exploit the players that you know so well like how will you yes. do it against like a different opponent every yes. week basically? and it, it was really interesting when they had um one of the biggest storylines was them picking the starting quarterback between um Hoyer and Mallet and it was like the the quarterback coach is like all right you know it's going to be Hoyer and he's like Mallet like I, you know I'm sure you understand and uh you know it's just more consistency and that's that it was just like there was no uh, i really appreciated the sort of like matter of factness yeah, and it was lack, very professional. lack of like sensitivity it wasn't just like hey do you want to talk like let's do this whole thing it was just like this is the deal like that guy's consistent you're not so this them's the breaks i'll uh, see you at two o'clock tomorrow you know uh, or I mean? maybe not if or you're maybe sleep. not exactly <laughs> yeah it's a great show i'm really glad i started watching i don't know why i did i think it's because of jj watt i was like oh this guy's the best and i should like know a bit more about there's him. also some great coverage on grandland.com Come from courtesy of a French Jason Serrano. Yeah, there is a, a, a Houston man himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad to be watching, and also it was just kind of a, it's a nice, it's really different tone than everything else we usually talk yeah. about. Yeah, so you nice. know, I know that it's got sort of like a, a wide appeal by how much attention my wife pays to mm. it. You know what I mean? When it's on, there's just something about like the sounds and the pictures that you kind of can't not watch. I know. You know what I mean? Like I can drown out Married to Medicine. You know what I mean? I'll look up from my phone once in a while and it's on. But when when Hard Knocks is on, she kind of looks like the phone starts to like play second second fiddle for a I second. Think, I really think a lot of it has to do with how seriously the show treats the subject. Like it really, like a thing that really really comes across to me is how much dignity they give to these people Mm -hmm. like they should like they're you know but that is so different than so much of reality television where like you're stripped of your dignity so frequently and like the producers put you in scenarios in which you will argue with people and throw glasses at them and like do that but like in this in this really feels like verite documentary sort of like stuff it's great and that's a great segue into bachelor in paradise of course because this- basically the same some people get cut <laughs> some people come in you know there's relationships are, it's the same it's basically the same with respect and dignity you are not treated with respect and dignity uh certainly not if you're chris bukowski oh i'm so glad we're starting with chris bukowski well he's the antithesis of hard knocks i would say He's the easy knocks. Yes, he is easy knocks. (laughs) Um, Give a little background on his relationship with the franchise. Chris Bukowski first hit the scene in Dez's season. Mm -hmm. He made it to Final Four when they were still doing Hometowns. We Mm -hmm. saw his home in Chicago. Um, he bachelor padded it up after that. And he was on Bachelor Pad Made twice. Made a splash. No, no, Bachelor Pad. Then he goes back to Andy's season. And he tries to, get- tries to fight his way on through security, which was very sort of like 
We all knew it was you know not really. It it's was not like semi you set up. up by yeah, himself. exactly. I mean, that's something Juliet would do, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I've been invited. Okay. 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 Sorry. <laughs> um, and then he was on Bachelor Pad again, and then he's just like a car- He's just like a fame whore. Yeah, he they, opened a bar. He was on Bachelor Paradise, and he had like a really impactful run in the last Paradise, if I remember correctly. Made a name for himself. Then he get goes and opens a bar. Like he may he may have, but like, like it's a like Chicago you, guy, right? He's a Chicago guy, but his bar is like right outside of DC, like in Maryland. Oh, that's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, and so he's just like a fame whore. Like you just like expect to see him on like Celebrity Rehab or like some VH1 show. Yes. Like he would like get, become an addict just to go on Celebrity Rehab or something. So he comes to Paradise this week. Mm-hmm. He has his eye on Tenley. Yep. Chris Harrison invites him by saying fifth times a charm. Fifth times a charm. He has his eye on Tenley, but like it's really sort of an impenetrable group at this point. It really is. I find it kind of like irritating. It is. It, it degrades the product. Musical chairs, like like. It it doesn't work if everyone's already sitting down and and you add one more person. Like, that's not how musical chairs works. You know what I mean? Right. There's just not enough chaos. Like, even when there's a drama, it's like everyone's just kind of like watching from the sidelines as like one person implodes. That's exactly what happened here. I think think the producers were also like, hey, there's not enough chaos. Let's let's have our chaos agent, Chris Bukowski, like a tried and true chaos professional. So Chris comes in and he just gets slammered. Like... It's not, it wasn't even like the level of slammer because they teased it as like Bukowski gets slammered, Bukowski gets slammered. And he was like, just like faded. And Do you want to like, know why that's sad though? That's because that's someone who drinks that much that frequently. They don't completely lose control. Yeah. They just kind of get like dulled and they start yes. slurring the words. Yes. So it's not like one person who came in like with a crazy night and like they'll like wake up the next morning and be like, what happened? I don't remember. It seemed more like this is what his M.O. is, and it, we're getting, like, a dulled version of him yes. after too many drinks. And per, per, perhaps there's an explanation. I mean, to, the, to finish the story of what happened in the episode, is he shows up, he gets drunk, he asked Henley on a date, and, and like, no. he gets all repetitive and slurry about it. It was just kind of like a, he was embarrassing himself, you know what I mean? Like, he's being placated by this woman, you know? He's just like, oh, it was kind of, like, embarrassing. I had that second-hand embarrassment feeling. And then he also was wearing um, Target shorts, and they usually blur out logos. Mm. But he was wearing the champion for Target, and oh. I was wondering why they didn't blur that out. Like, do they like have a deal with Target? I don't think they have a deal with Target. <laughs> Is that a mistake? Or like, you only, definitely just got like an assistant editor in trouble. Like, or like only like a freak like me knows that. Like, mm. I mean, Target's pretty popular. Like, I think a lot of people can know that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, keep you going. can mix some Target items, and you know, you can you can go you know, high low with, you know with some I Target love items. To do that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I roll. Yeah, you wear a Target T-shirt with like a nice leather jacket. Like, sure, you're high class. My favorite denim jacket is from Target. I wear yeah. it all the time. Why not? I know yeah. that denim jacket. Jacket. Yeah, I love it. Shout got, to that got one. Got a great collar. Love it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so Chris then just like so then, but then he goes on what website? Um, like newsrant.com. This yeah. Week. Well, he goes to after after Paradise, Paradise yeah. and I I didn't really like watch that one too tight, but he was. I, like with Hard Knocks, I started fast-forwarding because I found it too depressing. Yeah, he was just sort of like revealing this stuff. And then there was this like website post that he put up, which I didn't memorize, but it was basically like, this show has ruined my life. Um, I've I've got problems with, I'm going to say like pills and booze, but he wasn't specific. And he said he didn't remember anything about his experience in paradise. Right. Which is crazy. Like, I, I've lost like the end of a night from time to time, but like an entire trip to Mexico, dude? I know. Like, that's crazy. Like a 24-hour period? 
Yeah, and it was sort of like I think he was behaving like a little bit of like Pillboo's mix. You know what I mean? Like you said, like dulled down and kind of like he wasn't like stumbling around like whatever. He was just sort of. He wasn't like stripping or like being yeah. crazy. He just was like embarrassing. Like he was just like messed up. Like someone should put him to bed. Yes, and so, he put himself to bed eventually. Yeah, so he abdicated his date and gave it to Tenley and Joshua. Yeah. Dates are so boring. Like, that, like that's another thing you can just fast forward through. Oh yeah. Like, the action is like in in the house at Playa Escondido. And here's my thing about Playa Escondido and the way they're shooting this show. You get when you watch the challenge, right? Which gotta come back soon. I love it. I miss it so much. I know. When you watch the challenge, you get a lot of like the house. every single place in the house. You know what I mean? You know the different rooms. You know the deck goes around. You know the pool area. You get a good sense for the entire house except for like the floor productions on or whatever. Right. Here, you only know that little bar area in the outside nooks. They have like night cameras of Dude, them in their bunk beds. Why do Because they're actually in there sleeping together and like hooking up and like I feel like there's good stuff going on in there but they're just like not set up as a production to capture it. I guess not. Or maybe they just wanted to keep everyone outside for lighting purposes, or maybe it's like cheaper to do the production this way. Yeah. It's I, like having a set, basically. Yeah. I also feel like this is me just completely like not knowing what I'm talking about, but that's not that much unlike you know, sure. the rest of the time I talk on this Carry podcast. On. Is, uh, it, it seems really cramped in those like bunk bed areas. Yeah. And I don't think you can like have a couple big cameras. Like, remember that Sam scene? It was like, it was a small room with a yeah. big bunk bed in the middle. It wasn't just, it wasn't sort of like, you know, uh, offering itself up to be shot in sort of like these challenge lofts that have all this empty space. One thing that someone tweeted at us is that the current there is really strong. So it's not yes. really a swimming beach, which might explain why they're not going down there that much. And it's also rocky. Yeah. It's rock. It's like not an, an inviting, welcoming beach. I mean, sure, any beach is a great beach. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm sure they're, it's great there, but it's kind of got dark sand and this, uh, the pools are nice. Sure. In paradise. Yeah, sure. Why not? Great spot. Um, so Chris comes and goes. It was like, just like sad, and he claims yeah. he's retiring, and then he writes on News Rant that like the, sh- the f- being involved with the franchise ruined his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. It like he w- became addicted to being on television. Yep. But it's like if you're really stepping away from that, and this is a point you made, like why do you even write that? Like just step away. Step away. End That's, it. Stepping away is stepping away. It seems like my 15 minutes of fame has ruined my life and my relationship with my family. But let me just extend it to like fifteen forty five. It's right. like no, that's not how it works. If the fifteen ruined your thing, then like end it and move on. Yeah, it and dedicate your life to making a really good bar experience for your patrons in Maryland. <laughs> really weird that it's in pa- that it's in Maryland. Like I just don't get it. But whatever. I'm sure there's a story, or you know what I mean. Like his buddy's dad owns the building, or whatever. Who knows? Sure. Sure. Who and knows? so then the next drama is that. They have the the rose ceremony, and Later, Joe. Sam is supposed to give her rose to Joe, but she inexplicably gives it to Dan. Yeah. And like Joe leaves, he brings up the text messages. You can't really read them on the screen. Yeah, and it was just like we all know these text messages exist. Yeah, yeah, we believe you, dude. It's fine. Yeah. But why did she give her rose to Dan? I think it was just a. Here's what I think about Sam. There, there were, like just if you don't watch, there's absolutely no reason for her to do that. She was making out with Joe within the yes. hour before the rose ceremony. Yes. She barely knows Dan. Dan. I barely know Dan. He barely talks. That which I do know I don't like. He seems like just totally full of shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do not care for him. I'm sorry. Everyone's like, he's really? so nice. Shots at Dan. Do not like him. I just find him very, like, blah. Milk toast? Yeah. Not for me. Anyway, yeah. why do you think she gave her rose to Dan? I think that Sam is very conscious about the fact that she was on this show last time, right? And it was literally not noticed. Wasn't yeah. a thing. So she's, well, then she she's was like, noticed. She just didn't get to yes, speak. Yeah, she didn't All speak. All you males out there yes, seem to yes, have noticed I her. I definitely remember Sam. 
But then what happens is she knows she's going on this new show. So she she's like, I'm going to make the most of this. She starts finding out who else is on it, starting texting with them. And is like, I want a, a long, long life on this program. I want to make a splash here. She gets down there. She hooks up with Joe. Things are going well. She's got a good storyline. But then Joe becomes poisoned. You know what I mean? Like then like the group turns on Joe and she finds herself aligned with the one that was alienated for like moral reasons. You know what I mean? So then she's like looking at it like, ooh, this broke bad for me. So it's not a play towards Dan. It's a play away from Joe. I see. So it's more about staying on the show and longevity. Yes. Everyone's and, like, I and, really want to stay. But they have like five days left. What do you need to stay for? If you have a connection, carry it on outside of the show. Dude, after a while, I was, I was watching them. There, it was in the foreground. There was a conversation in the background there were um just bros getting like their catered breakfast and it was those huge like metal things when you know when you've got like breakfast sure. for 40 and you know, services. just like the saddest eggs are in there that were just made like 40 minutes ago I hate buffet eggs. yeah and Ugh. then you like cut through the eggs there it's just like so gross they've got different colors on the top and the bottom you know what i mean and it's just like after a while i was like man like after 25 days of those eggs like i would just i just i couldn't do it anymore die for a good meal i can do that for two or three days in a row, man. But, like, I cannot do that for, like, day 40. It's, like, Naked and Afraid XL all of a sudden. <laughs> I feel like, like, uh, buffet eggs are particularly disgusting. I skip them. Me too. I can do buffet sausage. You sure. know what I mean? Like, an individual link. Like, how bad? But it was Sausages just, like, already have so many preservatives in them, usually. It's like, what? what's the yes. difference? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. eggs are, like, should be fresher. And you know how they make them. Yeah. They, like, whip a bunch of eggs together in, like, a huge, like, gallon-sized bucket. And then just, like, pour that in the biggest, like, grill they and can find that can contain it all. Sometimes it'd be, like, powder eggs. I don't even, like, Yeah, exactly. It's just nasty. It's just it's gross. gross. And they give you that it. spoon and you open it up and there's like water in the bottom. Ah, Ugh, let's disgusting. move on. Let's move so on. So disgusting. That's, that's why I would leave paradise. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like these people are acting like they can never see each other again. Like it's ridiculous. Yes. Um, another thing that I just find really annoying now is the smug couples. That, like they're so comfortable in their coupledom that they're just like sit- – like Carly is diabolical. Carly I- went to Kurt, said this on the – she said this on the show. This. Kirk is the best thing, like the best connection I've ever had in my life. That's, the best thing that ever happened to me. And I was like, girl, like, it's not you know much. you're on a reality show and you met this guy three weeks ago and you're on vacation. Like you having a summer fling. This is right. not the best connection you've ever had. It's not okay. He's basically acting. Well, then this is what she did that made me even really more mad. She doesn't like Sam. She wants Sam to go. Mm-hmm. So who comes in? Oh, that girl, Mackenzie. Or whatever. Oh, the new girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I liked when she was on Christmas season. She's like, seems like a ditz, but she's sweet. Yes. Um, I think, is it her? Or, or no, 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 sorry. It's Chelsea who comes in. Yeah. Chelsea from Juan Pablo season. Yes. She corners. I barely remember. Yeah, The other barely. person that came in was like the brunette that was the uh, funeral person. No, that's Mackenzie. Yes. Mackenzie. I did like her. Yeah. I liked her too. Um, Chelsea comes in. Ashley immediately corners, or sorry, Carly corners Chelsea and tries to get her to ask out Dan, hoping that Dan yeah. will not, will then give her ro- his rose to Chelsea, not Sam. And she was so heavy handed about the way she did it. It was just like flagrant. It was not okay. And the whole reason I hate she's, that girl. The whole reason she's, I love it when you do this. Here's the thing. Here's another reason for you to hate this girl for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> is the whole thing the reason why everyone's turned on Joe and Sam is this sort of like manipulation of emotion for Rose 
um, behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now Carly's but she's doing, doing it. it. It's just like, and I she, want her to go because she manipulates, manipulates people for roses, but let me manipulate this chick for roses. It's even worse because Carly's not even involved. Yeah. She's implicating herself in the situation. And Chelsea, this poor girl, came down to paradise for love, and man. I, not to be used as a pawn. And I see nothing good about Dan. Show me what's so good about Dan, people. I don't understand it. He's like the new Julia. Like, oh, we don't, Dan's such a nice guy. Yeah, Dan's such a great guy. Like, he doesn't talk. We also now have three parents on this show. If you spent if you spent ten days in a relationship with Ashley S, like, come on, come on, seriously. And also, I don't find Ashley S to be funny. I feel like that girl has problems. And she needs to go home. Be on TV. Like, go home. <laughs> At some point, someone needs to be like, you have to go home. So bad. Be like, and why? Starts- why? I got a rose. Whatever. Be like, look, girl. This is your seat. This is the boarding time. This is the terminal. That's where you're going. Peace. Yes. And then we got a freaking peanut gallery of Jade and Tanner. We get it, guys. You're really into each other. Also, go home. Seriously, they're so boring. They like both, I guess, like give good interviews. They they, they like do all the exposition. Yeah, because they kind of have. They're like the storytellers. There's nothing else for them to do because they're so boring. But like, so boring. I find them to be smug. Like, I, they, they're probably the kind. Like, I just can't. Stand I wish them. I had a friend. I'm turning on everyone. I wish I had a friend that could use the internet to find out whether or not Jade and Tanner were still together. I'm pretty sure they are. I'm really. Yeah. No way. I looked into it. Pretty the sure they sec- are. Here, I'm making a prediction. Okay. It will not be Halloween until they – they will not be together at Halloween. There's no chance. They're staying together now to, like, ride the wave of popularity of them being a couple. But once the show stops running, like, that is not a couple that would be a couple in the wild. Let's be honest about it. I better say Tanner is really punching above his weight. he really is. But But you know what? Good for him. Tanner gets this for the rest of his life. Every time a girl sees him at a bar when he's single, like, the bar's pretty high. You know what I mean? I would say Tanner has now raised his value forever, right? Huge come up for Tanner. Like, he doesn't go – below jade level girl anymore. another thing he gets is the same thing that tenley has branding yeah totally if his name was steve like he doesn't have the staying power but now he's tanner, tanner from the bachelor yeah. yeah i like the name tanner it's a good name yeah i like it it's a good name i feel like jade has hurt her brand by being kind of a killjoy and yes <laughs> and not having much of a personality to go personality. with her nudity yeah it's just kind of it yeah she's so boring but so they're trying to make you think that tanner and jade break up next week but i don't think it's that yeah. one one negative about the name tanner what doesn't it remind you of like skinning animals like i just get the idea of like uh like game of thrones style animal skinning well for the millennials out there that the family on full house is the tanner family yep so it makes you think of them like okay. they'll, they'll be the they'll always be the cool. tanners cool if you guys had 40 minutes for when julia was gonna make me feel old on this podcast <laughs> then take a shot well <laughs> just trying to keep you informed jacoby Good, good, good. Um, there's only one more week of paradise. I, I'm fine with that. Me too. It because seems like it's settled. It's yeah. It is with, without some of our suggested fixes. Yeah. I have a question. Do you think you should be able to reject a rose if Chris is like? Hell yeah! I think you can. You can. Yeah. yeah. They, they've seen it several times. Yeah. But I kind of feel like you should have to go. <laughs> <laughs> there should just be a lot more turnover. I think they're ready yeah. for that. But like, I do feel like before we went into the season, there's like so much craziness is going to happen. Like, I think that's all behind us. Well, yeah, we only got three hours left. Anyway. Yeah, it's all behind. What's us. your appraisal of the after show? Hit or miss? Hit. I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, I don't want to see another a fourth hour of traditional Bachelorette Bachelor in Paradise programming, right? So I do for from a business standpoint, if I'm ABC, I do want a fourth hour of Bachelor programming. So you do have to have a second look for that last hour, and you do kind of like. Obviously, I like commentary on these shows. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing right yeah. now. And I don't think it was perfect, but like I think in when you launch something, you don't have like a data yeah. set to look back on and tweak. So I think that it's been a hit 
for just like launching and being a thing and being good enough to catch capture me every week. But I was I think you'll see sort of a couple tweaks that will take it from like a B to like a B plus A minus next season. That's my take. Interesting. I like it too. I would change the set. I know that's like yeah. a weird comment, but I feel like it's too too broad. I like the chick. I like Jenny. Her. Yeah, I like Jenny. She's improved each week. Yeah, it was she got hard. more comfortable. Yeah, she got more comfortable, and I, I kind of like her like bluntness. And she's not yeah. she sugar, also, she's not super sugar coated like kiss ass to everybody. That's she's around. not like a like a refined host like Chris Harrison, which is she's good. real. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's I like good, it too. Good compliment to Chris. Um, they were supposed to have Chris Jenner this week, but she canceled. And then TMZ caught her like out and about when she said that she couldn't. But she make said it. she canceled because her lip was swollen. Yeah, I did see a picture of that as well. And then they were like, she's also had a previous swollen lip from a, a food allergy yeah. and the. Dominican Republic, and you really got to think. Like, I'm starting to think something, Juliet. I'm not sure that these Kardashians' lips are real. <laughs> what? I think we should launch Wait, a, a, a Wells investigation to see if these are uh, are natural or perhaps enhanced lips on these Kardashian girls. Um, I, actually, I went on the app show this week expecting to meet Kris Jenner. Oh God, which is hilarious. There's something. There's something like uh, you know what I'm really ready for for Jared to no longer be the hottest man in America. I don't know how we got here. You know, shout out to him. He yeah. also helped his brand. Huge come up for Jerry. Huge. Yeah. I, I still think Tanner is more. more um, absolutely. Most. Most. Most gained. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> However, most inflated value, Tanner. <laughs> but Jared's a close second. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Also, he's like watching him talk to Jacqueline when she was trying to like needle him someone must have told her to like go after him right there's no yeah. way Jacqueline yeah, yeah, yeah. came because in and was like you Jared that guy as a producer you just want kid. Ashley I to do stuff yeah. you know what I mean it was God she's just she's just like I love his face like I love him so much I oh. don't think we're looking at the same person what about her letter what, I didn't know she had five pages worth of words in her no she doesn't I don't know what she that probably started copying the dictionary. At no, some I point. think it was just huge, handwriting. huge handwriting. Yeah, just like four words, giant per with, page. A, with like a crayon. Yeah, that's what it was. Let's uh let's move on to blow deck. Yeah, let's we, get off the that dock. Was really, that was a lot of haterade on a batch. They deserved it. it Whatever, like, man. I mean, still, still behind the franchise, but yeah, yeah. they deserved it this week. Moving on, blow deck. Jacoby, don't ever climb up on the mast and get close to the radar. What is going on with the radar? <laughs> Who knew this about radar? I meant to research this, but I didn't have time, unfortunately. Okay, well, here's what happened is Emil and Rocky went up to the top of the boat where there's everyone who's, like, seen a big boat or seen one on this television show. There's these, like, spinning little, like, helicopter – what are those things? Propellers. Propellers. But, like, they're big and plastic and they, like, shoot the radar around so you can tell, like, whether a boat's around or what the weather is or whatever boat people do with their boats, I I think it emits, like, a – energy on a certain frequency yes, that can be like hazardous a bat. To I think it's basically like a bat. Yeah. Like it's like it's like, sonar, whatever yeah, it is, like radar. Dolphins. Yeah. And uh and so they went up there and it was just like they'll fry your gonads. Like do you even know what that kind of exposure will do? It's like well then put a sign up there, dude. It looks fine to me. You um, know? I also yeah, I also thought like I thought the bigger risk at first so they would get hit by it and like and fall it off. Work. Yeah. But apparently it's more about like the energy radiation. It's like an X ray kind of thing. Yeah, it's a like crew on the mast. They're like crew on the mast. Like there was it was yeah, it was such a huge violation. The crew on the mast. I'm I've really lost sense of time on below deck. I couldn't tell like at what point that came during the first charter. Oh like, yeah. I, like it's a time, it's a timeless space. I have noticed that they did stretch one charter out for two episodes. Well, t- two full episodes. Two full episodes. Wasn't even a changeover. What they did is at the end of the second, we got that like the one night off thing. Yeah. But like, if they're gonna continue this, like, I don't know. I, I and these people, I don't know. So you don't like Emil? Get let's, let's get into that. Why don't you like about Emil? Huh. He's a South African. Why would you want to talk about Emil first? 
because he's an attractive male. He's extremely attractive male. Um, I, I'm not really into him. Like, yeah, he's like objectively handsome. Sure, I get it. Like, not he, my yeah, style. he looks like the type of dude that would be hired to like for like a catalog underwear modeling. You know yeah, what I mean? He also has kind of like a punchable face, though. And I think that's his behavior. So that's yeah. the thing about me. You ask me why I don't like a meal. Like, there is no reason I don't like a meal, but I definitely don't like a meal. Yeah. He feels – because you he get this energy like from him that he knows he's good looking. Yeah, and he has like a very cavalier attitude towards like following the rules. He yeah. seems to feel like he's like above the law or something. Yes. He's, he's like entitled yeah. and he's 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 just kind of like uh, – he. you get this feeling that he thinks he's the shit and he's just like halfway to being the shit. But you know I feel like I mean? he might be, but he hasn't proven it to yeah, us. Yeah, and I feel like if he had a different personality, I would look at him very differently. He's certainly you know I mean? not a humble man. No, he's not at all. Um, he yeah, he's he's okay. I don't. And then there's like a, there's like a tension between Eddie and Don, mm-hmm. and I don't even know like where that's really coming from. I'll tell you exactly what that's coming from. Okay. I w- I think that they both know what they're doing on the boat. Like, and I think they're both sort of like experienced. Don's engineers. an engineer. Yeah, Don's an engineer, and I think that Don technically on like the org chart of Eros falls under Eddie, and I think Don resents Eddie for that. I feel like Don is like this guy because Eddie isn't exactly like a, authority. a Captain Lee, like authoritative, like experienced, like salty dog, like everyone fall in line. Type Although of a he guy. does seem to be getting the ladies this season. Everyone's interested in Eddie. Yeah, wouldn't that one chick? was just like bring me my champagne yeah. in my room with yeah. the lights were off and she was just like come on in it was nice <laughs> and rocky and amy both expressed interest in him that's crazy to me i know me too it's like i a meal over eddie looks alone every day yeah all but day. you're an eddie supporter yeah you totally were. no i totally but like not for me like for someone but not yeah. for me what did you think about the charter guest steve um I liked his style. He's got no shame. He's there to relax and drink. He drinks a lot. A lot. I mean, I would. I can't drink that much without being like dead the next yeah, day. Yeah, I would probably take three naps if I drank that much. You totally. know what I mean? It's just like one hundred percent. And then I woke up the next morning. I would not be like mimosa, please. I'd just be like, I don't know, IV and like a massage. I recently and found turn the lights off. I recently found out that I get really uh, motion sick on boats. So if I was drinking that, I, where did you stuck, find that out? In Hawaii. Okay. We were like on this boat, and I like I, we like st- we stopped. We like anchored to be able to jump off and swim and stuff mm-hmm. and when i was like sitting on the boat i was so nauseous like i just like couldn't do it so i was just thinking like if i was on a yacht i mean it wouldn't be as bad because it's a bigger boat yeah yeah and drinking the nausea would just be like It'd off be the chart yeah. I, so i don't know how he didn't and like can you take dramamine and then drink like i would go to sleep immediately and, yes. to begin and with. i also think this about the charters is like when i Charter yachts to go on vacations, which is inevitable. It's just a matter of time, sure. right? When I'm Dare doing this, when I'm doing this, I'm going to use the yacht like a mode of transportation and a hotel room. But I'm going to be docking and hopping off and doing stuff right. to see the Bahamas. It seems like maybe it's just the logistics of shooting the show that their vacations are very much on the yacht yeah. in, or like on a secluded beach to mix it up. Right. You don't want to be like out to sea for three days. Yeah. Like I want to stop and be like, oh, now I'm in Jamaica and, and now I'm in, right. you know, St. Lucia and we're going on this like tour. Like I mean, a cruise does that. I, I, Below Deck is obviously a unique experience because you're on the show. Yes. But there's actually almost nothing that really appeals to me about a yacht vacation because... Juliet. I'm sorry. Juliet. I'm, I, for, it doesn't. Juliet. Because the vacation you're explaining, you're basically using the yacht for transportation and for sleeping. Why yes. would you sleep on the boat when you could sleep in a real hotel room? Because there are is a staff of people taking care of me on the boat, and they build this boat specifically for people like me to relax and enjoy. If you're it. rich enough to afford the yacht, you're rich enough to afford the nicest hotel where they'll do the same thing for you. But it's like having a floating hotel where every single person on the staff only cares about your happiness. I mean, I think a really good hotel with really good service makes you feel that way. 
I got yet to find that hotel. <laughs> and I'm searching. I won twice, stayed at the um, St. Regis Monarch Beach via the ESPNW conference. That's great. Incredible service there. Like, just the best <laughs> yeah. I've ever encountered. So, Good. not far away. Maybe I hope you- they audit your expense report. <laughs> it was really great. Um, but, uh... Another thing is that Rocky is really emerging as, like, the main character of the season. I really enjoy Rocky, right? She does a lot of voices, which I like. Yes. She does a lot of voices. She's super bubbly. She's, like, happy. Great hair. Yeah. She's great hair. She's pretty. You know what I mean? She really likes to get her butt cheeks out, which I enjoy. And uh, she's got this thing, though, where she can't make eye contact with the camera. What is that? It's so weird. It's sort of like a little personality quirk. It's like a thing where she, like, just can't. There's a a producer next to the camera that's asking asking the questions. questions. So usually when you see a reality TV show, their their eye line would be a little bit off from the camera because it's, like, more comfortable and it looks better. Excuse me. But Rocky just won't look at the producer when she answers the question. You know what I mean? Like, imagine we did the podcast and I was just constantly just, like, looking at the side and the lights and stuff. It's just, like, weird. Sure. And I think it actually um, relates to her personality. It seems like she uses a lot of, like, her humor and bubbliness to kind of, like, yes. evade serious conversations or, like, just being um, real. And I feel like that's kind of, like... You need eye contact for that kind of like real connection, yes. and she like isn't willing to do that. Another storyline this week was Connie with her 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 father passed. Yeah, but it was like she didn't want to talk about it, but she did. She was very. It, it was weird. It's like I've, if someone's parent passes, like every there's a wide spectrum of the way that people react to that. And I think the appropriate response if you're around that person is like whatever is best for you. You know what right. I mean? You want to talk? I'm here. You want to pretend it didn't happen? I'm here. Like, and I just kind of felt like other people were kind of getting a little more involved in the discussions about it and her reaction to it, and even being like a little critical. Sure, and it was just kind of like you, you don't, don't know, know this girl's life. Right? You also yeah. you guys have just met like four yeah, days for ago. Real. What like, do you know? let her do her thing. I can't imagine finding that out, having a conflicted relationship, and be on television at the same time. Like, it's got to be hard. Too much. It's got to be hard. Her, I would leave just because I wouldn't want the cameras in my face. Even but yeah, even if you don't go home. Yeah. Yeah. Even you're just like, I'm going to go to the Bahamas for a few days. And, like, no, and, like, your employer this. is never going to be like, you I'm sorry, you have to attend the funeral or you have to like tie this line to the dock. Like that's just not how human beings work. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yes. Um, and it's like a mishmash of, of, uh, of storylines. I mean, Blue Deck's always entertaining. It's good. Though. It's good. And I think one of the things that's entertaining about it is the charter guest. Totally. You get a new one and we get Dean back. Dean. Last Dean back. year, Kate made a um, penis-shaped uh, like towel. towel on his bed. Which he pretended to enjoy, but he did not. No. Yeah, Dean and Kate have tension. This is when her resting bitching face like actually came out, came to forefront. Yeah, which he had I a enjoyed. problem with it. But Dean, if you remember, we did like an investigation into his rider for before he went the charter, and he has this thing that he calls his coffee in the morning or his espresso, which is like four ounces of booze and like one espresso. <laughs> like, and then he tells the the service people not to notify his other guests that, that he's having an alcoholic drink. It's amazing. And he says he likes to have two in the morning and then like two after lunch and two after dinner. How do you even know you like that like have you had so many of these that you now know exactly the quantity yeah exactly (laughs) that's so wild i mean again we criticize these guests for drinking a lot but it's kind of like you know i guess that's what what you do when you like pay fifty thousand dollars a day to go on a yacht yeah what else is there to do i guess yeah i don't know is there a pool on the boat or just the hot tub hot tub Mm. okay you're in the ocean yeah you know what i mean sure i was just thinking like safety wise if you're wasted can you jump off the boat and just go in the ocean in the middle of the sea? Yeah, you're not supposed to. Not at night. Remember they did that yeah. once again. Very, I know. I'm just thinking like safety-wise. people, yeah. Yeah. Like I can't be responsible for you people. Do you think that there are rainy days that we just don't see? 
Because yeah. like they must. Because it's got to rain like two Tropi- out of yeah. every four no, days like tropi- down there. Tropical, yeah, just rains come and yeah, tropical rains come and go and stuff like that. I feel like that's a lot. Of, I feel like checking the weather and like and like adjusting the plans to the weather is a lot of what these people do. For There's got to be a shadow crew that's like watching this stuff. Because Captain Lee can't be expected to be like checking their weather report every hour. I think that's what he does, dude. Captain Lee is Captain a, Lee's life is so fascinating. He's a great constant on the show. It's not like he's like a star, but like having him there and like knowing he's a part of every episode really works for me. How did he settle on that hairstyle? <laughs> like at what point was he like, this is the jam? A little circle that pops up in the back and everything else is like a three clip. It's I, so weird. I felt he didn't um didn't discipline Rocky and Emil enough for the radar sitch for how much they talked they about. They kinda it. laughed it off, but Seemed like it was bad. Your gonads could get Fred. Fried Amelia, gonads. Amelia, you're too young for that. Yeah, fried gonads. Uh, this week on Food News. Check it out on Monday. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our weird watches. You want to kick it off? Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, so let's breeze through these. Um, Naked Afraid XL uh, finished. It's over? It's not over. There's a reunion show. Oh. It's going to come up next week. But they, they went through 40 days. They survived. There's eight of them. A group of two. How many did they start th- with? Uh, ooh, I want to say 12. Oh, wow. Yeah, four dropouts. Four Embarrassing down. for the four. Yeah. yeah. And um, these people take that very seriously. I know. <laughs> these people take that very seriously. Like, if I don't ever finish a workout, I'm like, ugh, that's it. Like, that sucks. Yeah. I have to go like, extra hard the next <laughs> yeah, day. Yes. If, I, if you prided yourself on being a survivalist and you couldn't survive 40 days, that's well, really that, rough. Well, there's one guy, like, LeBron James cramped up on day three. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then a vegetarian woman made it to day 40. Like, there is this sort of, like, it doesn't, I don't know. It's just some people react differently to this, obviously. But, um, just don't just remind you that I know I wouldn't even survive 12 hours. So, no shots at any Yeah, but I'm not getting on the plane. Are yeah. you crazy? Like, when they when they tell me to get off the boat and take my clothes off, I look at them like, are you, what? Would you rather you have to go fight on, me before that happens. Would you rather go on naked and afraid for 40 days or dating naked for two? Dating naked for two, no question. That's not even that's not even a thing. <laughs> dating naked for 200 starts to balance it out. It's, it's like, that's a lot of time away from my family. Like, my kid will be like three when I come back. Like, I don't know. <laughs> dating naked is just so awkward. Okay, anyway. The, um... So they made it. You know what I mean? Like we're running out of time, so we Great. can't like really, really dive deep into it. But these two guys splintered off and kind of made it about themselves. They didn't oh, want to be, EJ with, and what's yeah, face? and Jeff, the eel killers. Yeah, the eel killers made it about themselves, and they didn't. They like really like just like okay, guys, like we're gonna walk to extraction, but like we're gonna do it on our own. It's an us thing. And the other six were like, whatever, guys. But what happened was, is on the way to extraction, this chick whose name I forget, but she's kind of badass. She's like, guys, there's a caiman right over there. Caiman's like a like I don't know, I mean, sure there's a, a better description for them. But they're like small alligators, uh-huh. but by small, they're still the size of like a dog. You know what I mean? They're sure. scary and big and whatever. And they like throw a bag over the caiman's head. They didn't have great coverage of it. They throw a bag over the caiman's head, kill the caiman, and then and then like cook it and eat it, killing wow. a caiman. Wow, that's yeah. really impressive. Yeah, it was really cool. It was cool because, like, the hunters, the alpha males, yeah. like, they actually got to walk over to the alpha males later and be like, oh, by the way, we killed a caiman. Here's a couple of chunks. Wow. I feel like this is a real microcosm of, of society at large. Just, like, men are evil? No, in the splintering of, like, the hunters versus the eel killers and... I don't know. Totally. You're totally right. <laughs> we both watched a million dollar listing this week. Yeah. I watched LA and San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, I love real estate. Uh, you got me kind of hooked on San Francisco. It's really good. Because I think it's a different production company because it's just executed a little bit differently. It is. And also, you actually made a really good point. You were like, it's such like a unique landscape from a real estate perspective. Like that firehouse this week? The firehouse this week? <laughs> what? And then there's like a, there's a vineyard and another one. There's yeah. a huge mansion in Tiburon overlooking a lake. Like It's not like that sort of New York nice. is just a bunch of apartments or like maybe like a brownstone. Yeah. And LA kind of has like houses. You know what I mean? They're but, all kind of gaudy. Yeah. But like the firehouse was really interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was interesting. So the, this woman has a four-story firehouse. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a, but it's four-story, but also walk. like nine platforms. Though. Yeah, it's like, like it's very staggered. Tall. Yeah, it's like a firehouse. I mean, yeah, it looks, she, looks like a firehouse. She maintained the the pole and like original like nickel doors. It was yeah. really cool. Like you could see how it'd be like an awesome spread in a magazine. Yeah, or something. you could also see how you'd be like, I hate walking from yeah. my couch to my bed, and it's like ten yards. Totally. Away. I, in San Francisco, I lived on the fourth floor of a walk-up, and it was an awesome apartment because it had really nice views and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was on the fourth floor of a walk-up on top of a hill. Yeah. That's a lot. And That's like, a lot, man. Yeah. It was annoying. Did like, you ever just like sit on your stoop at the bottom and just be like, I need a second before I, I even go inside? I never. I hated doing my own laundry because I had to like carry it up and down. Ugh. So like that was like the worst. So I used to like have my laundry delivered sometimes. Even groceries. Yeah, groceries. You, like dry. imagine you buy like four gallons of water for the yeah. week and you have to carry that up four stories yeah, and like leave the rest down. That's awful. Totally. In San Francisco, like you'll like look on Google Maps, like, okay, I'll walk there. If you don't know the city that well, which I didn't at first, mm-hmm. like you'll be like, oh my God, there's a huge mother. Hill, Hill I have to right walk here. up. This is horrible. And you're like, oh, that's why Google Maps suggested this really circuitous route because yeah. of this hill. But anyway, they and then it's just a the three um Justin, Justin Rowe, Rowe and Andrew. Andrew. They're all really different too. Very different. Which you, is cool. You get so we've got let's just give you like the breakdown. Andrew seems like the most experienced mm-hmm. and he's uh he seems like the most professional. He's the one that I would hire as my Definitely. realtor. He's also a real lemonades out of lemon kind of guy. Yes, yes. And do you how old do you think he is? Because he mentioned how old he was on the show and me and my wife got an argument about whether or not it was a joke. Um, I'm gonna go with like forty-seven. Yeah, he said he was thirty-one on no, the show. That's because not they, they were true. like they're like, Oh, were you two like he was talking about him and Louie? Like, were you like Abbott and Costello? He's like, I don't know who Abbott and Costello is. And they're like and he's like, I'm remember, I'm thirty-one. There's no way. There's no way. But I liked it. I thought it was like a joke. And yeah. I thought I liked I like Andrew. Um Me too. Roe like younger. Ro, Ro is younger, seems less experienced. Practicing Muslim. Yeah. Which you really don't get a lot of on television, which I thought was cool. Yes, that's a good point. That but is a good point. He's like a modern practicing Muslim. Like you see him observing, um, like praying, praying yes. about him today or whatever. And also, Justin, who's the third guy who I don't like as much. No one likes. I mean, he's he, not a very likable human being. He like made fun of him for not ordering an alcoholic drink. And I was just thinking, like, it's probably because he's a practicing Muslim. I think he was making fun of the strawberry lemonade presentation. You know what I mean? More than I anything else? I that was like a dicey comment for or it could well, be Well, they also sort of like kind of shoehorned this homophobia storyline yeah. in with, with Roe that seemed a little forced. Totally. Like it didn't – I was like – I was like, is this guy sort of like putting on like a homophobia vibe? Like is he like playing that up? I don't think you so. You know what I like, mean? He's it was like weird. a really nice like open-minded guy, honestly. Yeah. I like him like as I a person. Too. I didn't like the way he handled the negotiation, but that was very much like for TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basically Roe is uh, – yeah, he's a uh, like – like probably like around like thirty or something. Mm-hmm. He has a kid and a wife. He lives in the suburbs outside of San oh, Francisco. Oh, Hayward. Hayward. Justin, Justin will tell He'll you. He'll tell you that all day. Yeah. And he's kind of like the the newest to the to the game. And to then the Justin scene. is born and raised San Francisco and fashions himself as like kind of like a socialite and very um, confident in his own abilities. And him and Bro get into like a negotiation that doesn't go well. Yes. If, what it really boils down to, and I've figured out the entire real estate game. So if you're listening and you're thinking <laughs> about getting into it, like just. You know, remember this. You meet a seller. You convince them to make the listing price as low as possible. You meet a buyer. You convince them to make the offer as high as possible. It's just that right. simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's basically all you do. And you have to like you have to like walk people around the house a lot. Right. And then the interesting thing is like when cash comes into play. Like if you need a cash on all cash offer versus like yeah. 
Thank I, I don't know the financial implications of that, but like I think an all cash offer obviously good. means a lot. It's yeah. just a lot less paperwork and like yeah, mortgages and also or whatever. It means that the people who are buying are like all liquid, like they're good for it. Like yes. They can pay for it today. Yes. They don't need the bank. Yes. <laughs> Which is insane. The it's, idea that someone has like $2 million in cash is just like, how, well, how? And San Francisco is so expensive. Like it's yeah. insane. It's crazy. I, I think that actually watching LA and San Francisco back to back, you should get so much. Like the houses in LA they're selling are, are really expensive, but they're also really really big. Like yes. in San Francisco, it's like 1,700 square feet, like three and a half million dollars. Yes. And yes. in LA, if you have like 3,000 square feet on top of a hill in Beverly Hills, and then that's like, you know, also like five million dollars or whatever. Yes. It's crazy. San Francisco is so expensive. One quick thing about San Francisco too, this one, the Tiburon house, is oh, like yeah. the lady and like the son, they're like, we do not want to sell this to someone who's going to use okay. it as an investment property. Girl, Stop lying to yourself. You just don't like the offer that they gave. Right. If they paid full price, you would take it like that. Like, don't act like there's any emotion in selling your house. I get that there's emotion in in living in it and making that transition. But once you've decided to sell, yeah, once all that speaks is the money, right? And also, like, once it's gone, like it's gone. You have no say. Later, I don't. Also, like, why do people? Like, you know how like when a lot of people like will write like a letter trying to convince a seller to choose them like over someone else like, with a similar offer. Mm-hmm. Like, why do those letters make a difference? Like, if I like. Well, ain't nothing move with the money. Yeah, ain't nothing move with the money. Like, it's ridiculous. Like once you sell the house, like what does it matter what's going on inside? Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Who says that? What what song is that? Oh come on, are you serious? Yeah, I don't know any lyrics to any songs. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Is you don't know what that's from? Yes. No. I just know cream. it was a cream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Let's move on. Moving on. News. This is a shocker. James and Kristen from Vanderpump Rules broke up. How are they still together? That's, that's like, How are they still that's like together? That's over a year then that they made it. So that's but the, that's the thing is, like, so, and the thing is, is, is they've been out of the press for four months, so it's like it's not like oh we need to get back on the radar. Let's break up. Like I think they were really in a relationship for the last four months. It's so weird for both of them. Good for, good for like two dysfunctional people that find each other and make it work for that long. I know for over a year. Shout good, out for, to them. good for them. Next, Shaq is going to appear on a Korean reality show called Off to School, where celebrities go back to high school for three days in Korea. I don't understand. Shaq can do Korea. anything at this point, and like, I yeah. think, okay. He came out with sodas. He's a police officer. I like, tried the Shaq. Who soda. knows? Sounds like a food news taste test to me. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, cool, Shaq, I yeah. guess. Also going to be on TNT. And also has his podcast with Kobe this week. Oh, yeah! I haven't listened yet, but I'm going to. I think, I wonder who gets more listeners, Right Reasons or Shaq's podcast. I wonder. <laughs> um, this is a sad one. Kim Richards missed her court appearance on Monday. So. I have a, I have a proposal that I'd like you to reject or accept. Okay. No more Kim Richards updates. Okay, I accept. Like it's just kind of like, look, I'm sad now, and we're ending the podcast. Well, what was the the food news thing Tori I sent you at the Spelling end? Spelling is yes. suing Benny Hanna because you got third degree burns there a so, year ago. I remember the story from a year ago. Yes. Lawsuits take forever. <laughs> they really do. Ask Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> yes, for real. That's even a fast one. But here's the thing: is she? She. Uh, the only reason we're bringing this up because we're transitioning into food news, which is a Juliet and Jacoby podcast. You can get every Monday. How many? How long is it? It's only 15 minutes. Only 15 minutes. I think we're going to do it on Tuesday. Tuesday this week, this week for Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. So don't worry, you'll be there for your, for your work week. Exactly. Um, but here's the thing: she tripped and fell on the grill at Benny Hanna. Is that Benny Hanna's fault for having a hot grill That's or her fault went, for tripping and falling on it? She went there for the hot grill. If you go to a campfire, right? Or like a hotel sets up a, a, a fire pit sure. in the back. It's not your fault. It's not their fault if you fall on the fire pit. Right. It's really not. And, and Tori Spelling, GTFO. Mm. Have a great weekend and food news on Tuesday. Check it out. Thank you for listening to Grantland. 
To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on Podcasts.